0: this morning where we look at the issues that matter in South Florida and the people and organizations that are making a difference. It is possible to combine fun and causes and who does it better than Visit Lauderdale with their annual Food and Wine Festival, the perfect way to kick off the new year, starting next week, January 9th, and then running through the 15th. And I'm so happy to welcome, representing Visit Lauderdale's Food and Wine Festival, Phil Morrow. Thanks for for being here and happy new year
1: happy new year to you too thanks for having me on
0: i'm sure this is a very busy time for you with eight days before the festival gets underway and there's so much going on can you give us the background of who comes up with all of these ideas for the different events and what can people expect
1: wow that's a that's a big question (laughs) have you got half an hour (laughs) well we uh my my partner and i kate who happens to be my better half we we thought of this idea back in like 2016. And when we did, Fort Lauderdale, Broward County specifically, didn't really have its own food and wine festival. So we figured, eh, let's quit our jobs and take a shot. Wow! <laughs> so we did. <laughs> we had our first festival in 2019, went really well and had some great steam going with us into 2020, but we all know what happened then.
0: Yes. Cause... So we...
1: Yeah, so we paused and we're, uh, we're fortunate to be in the, in the spot we are now where we've rebranded as the Visit Lauderdale Food and Wine Festival. And we have a great partner in the county and an even better partner in our charitable endeavors with Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. And between both of them, they really make the week happen.
0: Uh, First of all, congratulations. You have to be an inspiration for people who have thought about making a leap into doing their own thing. And they're like, oh, I don't know. I'm afraid to give up my job. You know, where's the security? And yet you and your better half did it and have succeeded in an amazing level with the Visit Lauderdale Food and Wine Festival. It's a spectacular event. So congratulations. And I hope that some of our listeners will take that and let it be their inspiration for making the changes they want in their lives to be in a happier place. And when you talk about Joe DiMaggio, we are so fortunate to have a children's hospital like that right here in Broward County. Why is that the hospital that's important to you?
1: Well, it's kind of full circle for me. I was actually born at Joe DiMaggio Children's (laughs) Hospital. Um, But I mean, growing up in Hollywood my entire life and, you know, being a kid from South Florida, They do so much for the community and their leadership now with their CEO, Caitlin Stella. I mean, she's just incredible all throughout the pandemic. And even before it, she went into work every single day. She didn't work from home. She made it a point to be at that hospital every single day. And just the the resilience they have, in addition to what they do for the community year in, year out, is just incredible and something that, you know, What better thing to support than helping kids?
0: Uh, Absolutely. And, you know, I know how much work they do on always staying up to date with the latest technology, having the most up to date resources available. And I also we've talked to folks who have their pet handlers when they bring in the therapy dogs to the kids and they talk about what it's like to see a child who's going through chemotherapy and one of the therapy dogs will walk in and this child will just light up. And, you know, I I get a little choked up talking about it because they they take such good care of the children there. So we're fortunate to have them and we're fortunate that you've chosen them as the beneficiary for the Visit Lauderdale Food and Wine Festival. So there's so much going on and I really would like to kind of go through all of the different experiences that people can enjoy because it's there's a grand tasting, but that's only one of many events throughout the week, starting on January 9th, where you've got a bar fight.
1: (laughs) We certainly do. Yeah. So the entire festival week is comprised of seven days, 25 plus different, we call them activations all throughout the county. Um, we kind of, we like to look at them as three different categories. So we have our signature events, which are our larger events, which bar fight is one of them where we're going to have three bartenders who battle it out and will be judged by a panel where we will name the official cocktail of Fort Lauderdale. They love it coming on friday is our second signature event that's the poolside barbecue battle that's at the hyatt centric on Los olas and that uh what we do there is we have about 14 different pit masters from around the country come in and serve their best barbecue dish and it's it's kind of a running joke but i had this crazy idea to kind of make the prize for the evening as flashy as it could possibly get so we have a wrestling-style championship belt that these competitors <laughs> just go nuts for.
0: That's great.
1: So it adds for good fun for the night and good banter, for sure.
0: Okay. um, Listen, do you need judges? Because I'm willing. <laughs> I will be more than happy uh, to volunteer my time for that.
1: <laughs> well, we do have judges set for the night, but everybody who buys a ticket to that event We'll actually have a chance to vote for fan favorite of the evening.
0: Awesome. Okay. And then let's go on to your other signature events.
1: Yep. So we got the Grand Tasting on Saturday, which is 50 plus restaurants, 50 plus wines, spirits and beer companies right on the corner of Las Olas Boulevard and A1A in the middle of it all right there.
0: A beautiful location. Particularly, thank you for doing an outdoor event at this time of year and not in the summer.
1: (laughs) all by design.
0: (laughs) Yes. And and we do appreciate that. And this is, I mean, when you think about more than 50 bars and restaurants who are going to have samplings, and then throughout the day, you also have wine tastings and demonstrations from really well-known chefs. I mean, Ingrid Hoffman is so, I mean, she's amazing. And she's just one of four who will be there. Let's talk about the others, all of them.
1: Yeah. So we have Ingrid Hoffman. She's great. She's been around for a long time through Food Network and really involved in the community down here. We have Chef Irie, who's uh, who's from the Caribbean, brings his island flavor to the table. Um, And then we also have local chef Reno Sorbonne if anybody's been to Heritage, um, probably one of the hottest restaurants in South Florida, for that matter. And the one we're really excited about, not to say we're not excited about Ingrid, we have uh, Jason Smith coming to the show this year. So he'll be doing a cooking demonstration as well.
0: Fantastic. Can people sample from the demos or that's just we're going to show you how to do it and you're going to get the benefit of meeting us in person and seeing up close what we do?
1: They, they might be able to get a little taste. Um, it really just depends on how many people decide to sit around and watch the demos.
0: Okay, I, I expect they'll be pretty packed. And there are classes also for the kids.
1: Yep. On Sunday, we have our Picnic in the Park event. That's actually presented by Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. So it's in the same venue as Saturday. We take the fence down. We change the format of the event. So instead of it being ticketed and you get to sample everything, we make it family friendly where we have some of the top food trucks in South Florida come out and you're able to pay as you go type thing with, with the family. But then also We geared it towards the kids. So there's, you know, hands on demonstrations for kids, but then there's also a setting where they could watch the chefs from the stage and, you know, partake in uh, learning how to make anything from, you know, world class tacos to guacamole.
0: And the individual classes, (laughs) I just love the names of these. Okay. Ravioli making, not so. strange sounding, but what is candy sushi making?
1: <laughs> <laughs> so think of, uh, think of, think of sushi and instead of white rice, we use Rice Krispie treats.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. And
1: <laughs> instead of, uh, instead of raw fish, we put Swedish fish on
0: top of it. That, oh, that's so cute. Oh my gosh. The kids are going to go crazy. And yeah, I'm pretty sure they and the parents are both going to love the art of cupcake decorating. Because what you're really doing is giving parents an opportunity to let their kids do the work from now on. (laughs) Exactly. And let them get a little dirty. Yeah. Next time there's a PTA meeting and they have to bring cupcakes. Okay, Susie, it's your turn now. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Las Olas Oceanside Park, the big place to be on Saturday and Sunday. Then in between, there are culinary experiences and dining experiences. So what is the difference between those two kinds of experiences?
1: Yeah, so we have our culinary education series where they're, you know, hands-on classes for adults who, you know, if they just want to come and hone their kitchen skills, or if they want to have a date night, they could do so, or hosting classes all throughout the county. You could do everything from learning how to make your own pizza to uh, mastering the art of tapas. And then with our dining series, we have pairing dinners that are also throughout the county, anywhere from four to six courses. And they're all unique and, and one-off menus that you can't get at these restaurants any any old day of the week.
0: Oh, that's wonderful. And just looking through, when you look at the restaurants that have been selected These are really special, unique places. And even the stories behind the chefs, you know, the the couple that's married and they call it their love story. You know, it's going to be such special nights. We've gone ahead and put each of these individual events on our events listing on our website. And as I was going through, I was like, oh, I want to go to that one. I want to go to that one. I want to go to that one because you have so many unique opportunities. And the different flavorings, everything from Asian food to barbecue, tapas, like you said, it really reflects the multicultural community in South Florida.
1: Yeah. And we even have a vegan culinary class. We really wanted to, with this festival, not only do we want to make sure we're putting the spotlight on Broward and and including everybody in Broward from a restaurant standpoint, but we also just wanted to make sure that there was something for everyone.
0: So what would you like from our listeners in terms obviously you want them to come and attend as much as they can, but is there anything in particular you're looking for growing it or having people become more aware of Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital or exposing them to all of these amazing chefs and restaurants we have?
1: It's really two pronged for us when it comes down to it. It's about enhancing the image of Broward County to those around the country. Because at the end of the day, we do rely so much on the hospitality industry. We don't have that. Who knows what Florida would be like? And, you know, the second part is always it's going to be raising money for a charitable partner, which is Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. It just holds a special place in myself and my partner's uh, hearts. And that's really where it's at for us.
0: And I'm sure that, you know, everyone in Broward County is grateful for what you're doing to help expose us to the rest of the country. I mean, people know South Florida, its destination, there are beaches but they may not be aware of the, the melange of culinary variations that we have here and the expertise of our chefs. So it really, it, this is a tourist event as much as it's a home event. And when you're bringing in tourist dollars, you're helping all of us with the economy. So it's just a tremendous event all the way around. Is there a recommended place where you want people to go and get information about all of the events?
1: Yeah, the best place to get any information about our events is at our website, which is vlfoodwine.com. It lists every single event that we have going for uh, for the entire week. And while some of them are sold out, we still have plenty of other opportunities to help celebrate with us, both the hospitality industry and raise a little money for the charity.
0: Okay. And if anyone goes to an event or is planning to go post about it, and you can use the hashtag VLFWF for Visit Lauderdale Food and Wine Festival, you know, share it with everyone you know. This is one of the signature events that we have in Broward County, kicks off the new year in the most fun way at the most beautiful time of year. I just, I can't, the only other thing I can think of is do you need more participation from restaurants, bars, chefs for next year.
1: I mean, the goal is always going to be to grow this thing. So, you know, we're fortunate at that park. There's kind of this really cool ecosystem of multiple areas within a block. So the goal is to eventually grow this thing even bigger. And obviously, the more restaurants we have, the better for everybody.
0: If someone hears this and they go, oh, I know a great restaurant. I'm going to go and talk to them. My best friend owns it. How do they contact you and say, hey, we've got this restaurant that wants to be a part of Visit Lauderdale Food and Wine Festival?
1: Yeah, right on our website at vlfoodwine.com, just hit the contact us tab. There's an area for you to enter your information and write a message directly to us. It goes right into either my inbox or my partner's inbox.
0: Okay. Is there any kind of dress code? You know, we're pretty casual here, but some of these restaurants are quite upscale. And when you're going to an event that has a limited number of people meeting the chefs in person and they're doing a presentation for you, is that an opportunity to, you know, really dress up and make a night of it?
1: Yeah. Some people come all decked out to the nines. Some people come just as they are, but if that any event that we do we want everybody just to be as comfortable as possible so we are at the beach we do ask for at least shoes and a shirt and bottoms Um, but, but 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 Please come comfortable, come ready to have a great time, and come ready to help us raise money for Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital.
0: Outstanding. It's vlfoodwine.com, Phil Morrow, and your partner, Kate, right?
1: Kate Yeah. Okay.
0: Thank you both for what you've done and continue to do, and I'm looking forward to being there for as many of these events as I can, and I hope our listeners will do the same. Again, it's vlfoodwine.com, the Visit Lauderdale Food and Wine Festival, Phil thank you so much for your time and happy Thanks new year again. <laughs> you too. Thank you so much. If you are a regular listener to Community Focus, you know that we're passionate about education and about reading for all ages because it does so much to expand your world. And in keeping up with changes in society and technology, our public libraries have become so much more than just a building that stores books for us to borrow. When you look at the Broward County Library Monthly Magazine, you see that the library has evolved into something more like a culture career, education, diversity, and community center with programs in person and online. And of course, lots of books and music and videos to borrow with digital reading and listening continuing to grow. So digital users have an app change that has already taken place. And to tell us about that, how to make the transition and what else is going on this month, I'm always happy to welcome Allison Grubbs, director of Broward County Libraries. Happy New Year.
2: Happy New Year, Ellen. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Well, I know you have so much going on at the library. And I think the first thing to talk about is this transition from the OverDrive app to the Libby app in case anyone has had any difficulty making the transition or if they haven't yet tried digital borrowing.
2: Absolutely. So this has been in the works for a few years now. And fundamentally, the app itself is the only thing that changes. The collection of titles that we provide our communities will not change. Essentially, this was the result of a merger slash buyout several years ago. And the company wanted to streamline their offerings. So instead of offering both OverDrive app and Libby app, they decided to sunset one, which was OverDrive app, and to keep just the Libby and pour all of their efforts and resources into making that just the best best reading app available that they could that works with offerings from your public library. So if you have already made your transition to Libby, congratulations. I hope it is everything you want it to be. And if you are having any issues with making that transition, just give us a call or stop by one of your neighborhood libraries and our staff will be more than happy to help you out and get you up and running so that you can keep reading your favorite titles. From
0: my own experience, I can say the most difficult part for me was finding my actual library card so I would have the number because you do need your library (laughs) card number. And after using digital borrowing, I didn't look at the number anymore. so
2: Right, your phone just remembers it. (laughs) Exactly.
0: So that's the one thing I can recommend. Um, First thing is find your card, and if anyone has trouble (laughs) finding their card, they can come in or call the library for assistance?
2: Yes, or go online. We now have it set up if you can't remember your library card number, that you can enter some information about yourself, and we will email you at the email address that we have online. So we are trying to be modern with those conveniences that people expect in this day and age.
0: Yeah, oh, and you've done so great with making all the transitions, and yet you're still very much in person with the public with all of the events that you have going on and in January we're always celebrating Martin Luther King jr Day uh, which is on yeah. the 16th and the library has several different programs at different locations but there's one main one you know that you wanted to focus on
2: absolutely we have so many events for to educate children around Martin Luther King jr day but the one one event that I really wanted to focus on for adults will be held on Saturday January 4th 14th at our South Regional slash Broward College Library. It is open to the public even though it is on the Broward College campus. It's at 2 p.m. in the afternoon, so I hope uh, lots of people are able to stop by and attend this event. It is called by this. Shall We Be Known? Interpreting the Voice, Vision, and Message of MLK. So this will be exploring Dr. King's work in his life, illustrating the power of his thought to inspire individuals today and his enduring message and legacy. So I'm quite excited that we are having a professor, Dr. Bird who will be uh, leading this event. So I will uh, be there and I'm really hoping that others will be
0: available to attend as well. It's going to be fantastic and unquestionably inspirational. There are several other events. What I suggest is that people sign up to get your monthly magazine by email because I go through it every month and I look at everything that's happening and there's just so much it boggles my mind. I think you must have a thousand (laughs) people. Helping you out with this. And I know it's not that many. So kudos to them. And you know, in South Florida, we have such a diverse community that for us, talking about Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. is not the only diversity that we have in mind. We've got so many people from all over the world. And between your director's choice book of the month for the reading club. And the NEA, the National Endowment for the Arts, Big Read, in January and February, there are several different backgrounds that are being discussed. Can you talk about that?
2: Yes, absolutely. So we were thrilled to choose Infinite Country by Patricia Engel as our NEA Big Read for January. And we are doing things a little different. Instead of one book spread over two months, we're now doing one book per month. So, uh, this book is following a family as they struggle to reunite. They are a family of immigrants from Colombia and Patricia Engel is the daughter of Colombian immigrants herself and uh, I am quite excited that I will have the rare opportunity to interview Patricia Engel online and we will be recording that interview and posting it to our YouTube channel as well as she will be here in person to lead some of our events here in January. But it's really my effort to celebrate the various communities of Broward County. We have over 40 languages that are spoken in Broward County. We are the home and landing place for various diaspora, not only African and Jewish, but also Latin American, Cuban. You know, it is our job to support everybody in our community. And us being able to highlight this particular book in partnership with NEA Big Read and our wonderful Broward Public Library Foundation, who is also a major sponsor of this event, is absolutely fantastic.
0: Now with the NEA, the National Endowment for the Arts, Big Read, this is an annual event and they have a couple of books that they choose that people all over the country are reading. And again, when we talk about diversity, you've got one book talking about a Syrian refugee and another one detailing migration from Mexico. And it goes so much more than just the books. You've got the book discussions, but there's movies and crafts and story times and salsa and merengue workshops. This is fantastic.
2: Right. So what we try to do is, especially with our Artlet celebration, which unfortunately will not be in January this year. It will be in February, just to multiple scheduling issues. Uh, But we are going to have it as the bookend on the backside of Big Read. Usually we use Artlet as our kickoff to Big Read. But it's our effort to explore and celebrate these heritages and really to provide a safe space for people to maybe celebrate their heritage and to explore. So use it not only as a mirror of themselves, but for others as a window into other cultures. Um, and so, you know, that's part of the human experience. It allows us to uh, build relationships with others. It allows us to grow our empathy for others. And that's really the joy and wonder of a library: is that we act not only as a mirror but also as a window. It's and so true. We yeah. We really, yes.
0: Yeah, and you know, we think of the internet as being the thing that has really opened up the world to us to see what other places are like. But I think what mostly we get is headlines from the news that may or may not be skewed, slanted, or just completely wrong. And when you have a book that's written by someone who's been through the experience, like Mm -hmm. The Boy in the Back of the Class, part of the NEA Big Read about a Syrian refugee. Now you've got a first-person story about what a boy actually went through or Dreamers by Yuyi Morales, which tells about her migration from Mexico. And again, when you have the personal experience, that gives you more insight, I think, than seeing an eight-second video clip with an eight-second you know, audio clip to go with it, because it all has to be quick to get on the news. And it's so enriching to see how people are really very much the same in different ways. Do you know what I mean? Like we all want the same comfort and security and love in our lives. And we'd have maybe different cultural ways of expressing that.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's all about community, right? And whether your community is here or your community is what you might consider back home in Mexico or Syria or in Colombia, you know, you can have multiple communities that you are a part of. And really just celebrating and uplifting is our goal. Broward County Library's ultimate goal is to lift people up, help you live your best life and exploring these experiences that are very real now more than ever, right? Mm -hmm. And looking at how, what we have learned from the past, how we can do better in the future and having people who have these lived experiences to help guide us through these discussions and educational opportunities in in a safe setting, safe space is invaluable.
0: Yeah. And when you say that you're there to lift people up, there was an amazing story in the monthly magazine for January about a woman who went through your Workforce Ready program. Mm -hmm. And it was just so good to see the success of someone who had difficulty finding a job and With your Workforce Ready program, you helped her with job training, with computer training. Why don't you tell us about it?
2: Absolutely. So you're speaking of Patricia, who we highlighted in our monthly magazine, and she was somebody who came in looking for help. And our staff really rallied around her. And that's, you know, her story is why we do what we do, right? is to help somebody who might be experiencing a setback in their life. And we have the tools, we have the training, we have the knowledge to help you take that next step and really learn a new skill, gain some knowledge, search for your whatever is your next step in life. And we're going to cheerlead you over the finish line as a result She had a safe space to use our library resources, our computers, our Wi-Fi, and she gained valuable training and insight, and now she's working in the medical billing industry and has since enrolled at Broward College (laughs) to take her educational journey even further, and, you know... This is, again, why we do what we do is to lift people up and to build those relationships. And uh, it's one of the things that I miss the most about working in a branch library is building those relationships with individuals. Uh, now, you know, in administration, I have less opportunity for that. But that's why I do our book clubs so that I can be there and, and meet people in a face-to-face venue.
0: Listen, you're at the top of things directing everyone under (laughs) you who is making all of these great success stories happen. So you still deserve credit for it. And I understand what you mean about not having the face-to-face, but we will see you on the 14th at the South Regional Broward College Library in Pembroke Pines for the Martin Luther King Jr. Day celebration. By this shall we be known, interpreting the voice, vision, and message of Martin Luther King Jr. So that's going to be a tremendous experience. You can always go to the website to find out everything that happens. And that is Broward.org
2: slash library.
0: And again, I totally recommend when you go there, sign up to receive the monthly magazine in your email. And I promise you're going to find at least one, if not dozens (laughs) of things that you're going to want to attend or participate in, whether it's in person or online, because there really is something for everyone and it will lift you up. Allison Grubbs, Director of Broward County Library System, thank you so much. We're looking forward to a tremendous 2023 with you.
2: Thank you so much for having me, and again, Happy New Year, and I am so excited to celebrate our community with you. Love it.
0: And thank you for listening this morning. Thank you for starting 2023 with us on Community Focus. We are looking forward to a fantastic year. If you have a subject that you're interested in and would like us to do a program about or an organization that deserves to be recognized, please feel free to email me at ellen.jaffe, J-A-2-F-1-E at cmg.com. Join us again next Sunday for a new edition of Community Focus. I hope you recover well from your celebrations last night and enjoy the first day of a new year. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's a l l b i r d dot code SUPER24.